there is nothing worse than potential unrealized. We all have things that hold us back. What if we could find a way to get us unstuck? I'm Lachelle Weemy, and I am going to walk alongside you as you make the decision to get unstuck. Tune in as I help you realize that you are not alone, inspire hope, and offer practical solutions to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. And today I get the chance to talk to Cheyenne Muhammad. You guys, this woman blew me away the first time I saw her profile on LinkedIn. And the two of us are becoming fast friends. She is so impressive. Former Army, former nurse, successful business owner, and now author and speaker. And Cheyenne, wow, like you are something. And I cannot wait for our listeners to get to know you a little better. So right now, I want you to tell all of our listeners what you're up to these days. Well, first and foremost, Lachelle, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to speak to your audience. And I'm so glad that we connected on LinkedIn. And um, I really enjoyed our first conversation. I don't know if you planned for that much time, but I really (laughs) enjoyed the time we spent getting to know each other and uh, really going through the things that we have in common. So it's really an honor to be on your show. Thank you so much. And so just a little bit like me or about me, like you said, I am, um, I spent two and a half years in the military, became a nurse in the military and then, you know, got out. I was an LPN first and then got my RN. And then the very last thing that I did in the army was I served as the head of the ICU. I don't know if I shared this with you, but I was the head of the ICU in Landstuhl, Germany, which was the receiving station for all Iraq and Afghanistan injured soldiers. Wow. And I really got to understand purpose in that position because what, I don't know, there's few things that I've ever done more important than taking care of our soldiers that are serving on the front lines. And so I really got to understand purpose in that position and it really shifted the rest of my life. I would never again feel comfortable doing anything that wasn't filled with purpose. Mm. So everything that I do has purpose. That's me. Wow. And what are you doing these days? Are you still in nursing? I actually ended up, um, I got laid off four times as hospitals were closing, healthcare was changing. Mm. And so the the very last time I got laid off, I decided that I wasn't going to ever go back to work again or go back to looking for a job again, because I just felt like it was God telling me that this is the end of this job thing for you. So that was it. So I haven't worked in a facility as a nurse since November, 2016. Wow. So Man, my life has taken a huge, huge shift since then. I started the business helping people to improve their personal credit and their finances. Shortly after I got laid off, I built a substantial team. I have a team of over 670 other people who are out here spreading financial literacy around the country. And that led me to speaking, actually. So that led me into multiple speaking engagements. I speak in different places about credit and about finances in front of all kinds of different groups. I've spoken to groups of women who were victims of domestic violence. I spoke more recently at a Power Up conference. There was probably a couple hundred women there. It's a nationwide organization. Was able to really talk to people about the power of building long-term generational wealth. 
And then another thing that's happened recently or what I'm doing recently, which is what you asked, is that my husband and I wrote a co-authored a book together. And the book is really about resilience. And uh, we started a nonprofit organization as well. So let's just go right into that because I love the fact that our audience got to hear how successful you are, but it doesn't always come easy. And sometimes we have to go through really hard things in our life that basically make us who we are meant to be. So can you tell us about anything in your life that has happened to you that really basically dropped you to your knees? Things that maybe made you feel like you were a victim to your circumstance or helpless or hopeless in any way? Yeah, absolutely. I had been a single mom for a while and um, found the love of my life. Uh, business was going well, got married. I was pregnant. I'm 43. So I hadn't given up hope on having children, got pregnant. So I was super excited about that. And it just, everything in life was going really, really well. Kids are happy. I'm happy with my husband. Um, we're building a nice little life together. And then I lost the baby. Mm, I'm so I sorry. I lost the baby. And I mean, when I tell you that you could not find somebody who talked about being pregnant as much as I did <laughs> on social media, like my whole world became about not just mine, but my whole family, even my husband. My husband is a speaker too. All of his um, speaking that he was doing, he would always find some way to tie in that my wife is pregnant. So we were we were super excited and grateful to be pregnant. And then I lost her. And so that definitely was something that took me uh, to my knees. Mm. And tell me a little bit more about that experience and how that shaped you, how that shaped your husband, what that did for your spirit. Yeah, well, you know, I tell you that neither one of us are a stranger to tragedy. Mm. And so this pregnancy and losing the baby could have easily crushed us. There are so many women who end up severely depressed, never really fully recovering. They become functional in the world, but they never fully recover from that. It can break up a marriage. You mm. know, uh, it can really wreak havoc on people. And I know this because I've talked to countless women since it happened. But I ended up developing preeclampsia. And just like that, I mean, I knew that I had preeclampsia one day and the next week she was gone. Oh. Just like that. So I actually delivered her on October 25th. She was stillborn, but I knew I carried her around lifeless for about four days, knowing mm. that she was gone. Oh my so, gosh. There's nothing um, more painful than losing a child. Nothing that I've ever experienced. And I've been through a lot. So it was really, really hard. But we decided, my husband, um, once he, I told him that she was gone, I was for sure of it. Mm -hmm. He drove me around Phoenix all day long, Lachelle. Drove me around Phoenix all day because we were waiting on a hospital bed so that I could deliver her. Mm -hmm. And as we drove around, we just talked. And we talked about who we wanted to be in the world after this experience. We talked about what God was trying to show us through this experience and, um, made a decision in that car driving around Phoenix that her life was not going to be in vain. Mm. The five months that I spent carrying this little girl, that we were going to turn this tragedy into triumph. And as painful and as difficult as it was, and still is, that is exactly what we did. You know, that we turned the tragedy into triumph. And through our story, we're helping other people do the same in their own lives. Yeah. And you've mentioned this a couple of times already, but purpose is really something that drives you. And you were going to take this tragedy 
and you wanted to find a way to bring purpose for you and for others through it. And I love, love the word resilience as well, because I think that that's what's going to help people get unstuck because life is not easy. And you've mentioned several tragedies and we cannot assume that we're going to go through one thing and we're going to get out of it and things are going to be perfect the rest of our lives. So we're going to continue to have hardships and we have to find a way to muster up the resilience in order to find the purpose in our lives and life of others. And I would love so much, Cheyenne, for you to tell us about what you and your husband were able to do during this time to take that purpose and move it forward. Yeah, so for us, everything starts with God. If it weren't for our relationship with God and understanding that everything he allows is for our good, if it wasn't for that, I don't know how you know we would have got past it. So that is first and foremost. That is what we talked about all those scriptures that people quote, you never know when you're actually going to need them. And so we are supposed to hide these words in our hearts so that we can actually use them when we need them. And so one of the first things that we talked about is how somehow, some way, as painful as this thing is, it's for our good. And so having that grounding and that relationship with God, number is key in getting through anything difficult or whoever it is that someone believes in, having that spirituality and that connection People don't have to do it my way or your way. It's their own spiritual, their own connection to to whatever they call their God um, has to be number one, because that's what makes all this stuff make sense. That's what makes all these hard things that we go through make sense is that grounding and knowing that everything he allows is far good. That's one. Number two was that we had to find a way to serve people. Mm-hmm. And it is really through our serving people, you know, by telling our story. We just started on social media, just sharing our story, just talking about what happened and just being open and transparent about what was going on. You know, probably on social media, our lives look pretty good. You know, our business, with successful businesses, both full-time entrepreneurs, we have a happy family. All of that stuff looks good. Mm-hmm. And, and people can easily just share that, can just share the good stuff, right? right. It's easy for us to do that. But when we open ourselves up and share those painful, you know, things that we go through, we share those struggles, those difficulties, we share our challenges. It makes Lachelle, it makes you more real to me and me more real to you and more relatable. And I think it just helps us to understand each other and to see each other as humans when we share, you know. And so we started with the sharing, being open and transparent really drew a lot of people to us. And then we started to see how we could serve other people through our tragedy and just serving people, being able to talk to other women who had the same experience, other entrepreneur women, very successful women who had the same experience, but never talked about it, mm-hmm. never shared. And you, you know, that really opened up a whole world. And I think we have, through serving people, it has really caused a lot of healing. And when you open yourself up and you really start to serve people, opportunities just fall in your lap. So this little girl that I was carrying in my body shifted my whole life and any tragedy, anything in your life that could possibly get you stuck, you could stay there if you don't figure out for yourself. And I'm not here to tell you that it's easy. It's a decision every day. Getting unstuck is the decision every day. I'm not going to let this thing be a noose around my neck. I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk. I'm going to do something. I'm going to take these baby steps towards whatever that purpose might be. But any of us could just stay stuck where we are. 
if we allow it by any situation, any difficult thing, any challenge could just keep us stuck if we allow it. It's a daily decision to get up and keep moving towards whatever it is that you want to go towards and not allowing yourself to go backwards. And you brought something up I think that's important for us to acknowledge is the fact that you were vulnerable in public on social media. And I think that so many times people just want to post the most perfect picture of their life when they're struggling in the background. And what you've recognized is that by putting your story out there and having people see it, they reached out to you to comfort you. They reached out to you for their own healing because they finally found somebody that understood. And when you were brave enough to put your story out there, your support that you needed was sent to you. Yes, absolutely. But we sometimes just close up and we don't want anybody to know we're hurting. And therefore, the help that could be sent doesn't know that you need it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, there were people that were sent my way that I was able to minister to them. And there were people who were sent my way that were able to speak life into me. Mm -hmm. So it definitely went both ways, but it all started with being transparent and open about what was going on. And did you find that this was something that you guys did like straight away day one, or was it something that you had to kind of work yourself into? Well, like I said, for us, both my husband and I have been through a lot in life. And so we were no strangers to personal tragedy. And so it was our first conversation after I told him that pretty sure the baby was gone. We went to the hospital or went to the doctor and she told us that we you know, needed to go into the hospital when they had a bed available. From there, it was just him driving me around town. And we just talked about from the very beginning mm-hmm. that making a decision that we were going to not let her life be in vain and not let this situation be in vain, that we were actually going to use it to make us better human beings. So it was a decision, but it is for me because I carried her. It is still daily, it's daily thing of telling myself, you have to get up and keep moving. You have to get up and keep keep going. And, and, you, and I'm going to tell you, I had a really powerful conversation just recently with a lady She does women empowerment and her big thing is leadership. Mm -hmm. And so through our conversation, I was able to see that when I let myself go completely, not that I didn't need time to heal because I did, but when I let myself go completely, when I am a person who has influence on social media, right? There are people who follow me, who look to me for inspiration and you, too. There's people who you know about because they share it with you, but then there are people who don't share it with you, but they're watching you and they're looking to you for inspiration, right? So when we completely, when we let a tragedy bury us, we cut off those people who are looking to us for worship. Mm. So she really helped me to understand another reason why I have to stand up and keep going is because there are people that are watching me and that are depending on me for inspiration and for leadership. And that's anybody, you know, that's, that's me, that's you, that's anybody who, you know, is making a name for themselves in the world and, and has taken on a, um, assumed a position to inspire and to serve others. We have a responsibility, it's leadership. So we definitely made that decision from day one that we could not stay stuck with, we lost the baby and that's it. Mm-hmm. We had to get up and keep walking. And it, But it was and is intentional daily. It is not that it is easy. It's just an acceptance of a responsibility and a calling. 
Right. And I think that that is so important for our listeners to recognize again, is the fact that we have to make the decision. We have to make a choice. And when we can make the decision to go forward, when we make the decision to no longer be stuck, that's when we're getting our power back. Right. That's when we can show up in the world and fulfill our purpose that we've been meant to live out, basically. And so can you give us any just guidance if you are in the middle of something right now, you've been through lots of things. What would you tell our listeners who are feeling like they are overwhelmed by whatever they're going with? are going through right now, what would you tell them to help encourage them, give them practical tools to move forward? Yeah. So really just to reiterate the same things that I said, number one, you've got to have that spiritual connection and relationship because everything starts from there. Many of the things that I've been through in my life, I went through on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, um, we, like I mentioned earlier, we wrote a book called Stillborn, but it's not so much about, or it's, it is about losing the baby, but it is really just about resilience. But in the book, we talk about the basis of everything that we do is God. And when you understand that your God is bigger than your situation, it is bigger than that thing that has you stuck. It's bigger than the tragedy. God is bigger than the baby. So when you have that grounding and you have an understanding that everything is about God, everything is about him and you have that relationship, that's number one. Number two, like I said, is to understand your role in the world as a servant, that we're all here to serve each other. We are all here to serve each other. And and through serving you know, others, no matter what a person might be, you could be stuck in your business. You have to tell yourself, your business is not just about you making an income, it's about you serving people. So when you understand that your role is to serve people, that has to push you out of being stuck. Mm -hmm. You can't stay stuck when you understand your job in the world is to serve. So no matter what you might be, whatever it is that has you stuck, you've got to figure out how to serve people, even if that is tiny, itty bitty baby steps, even if it's just one person that you influence in a day, we have got to all serve each other. Mm -hmm. And through our giving, it gives you life. Serving other people, helping other people just gives you life. It's just like with every little thing that you do, every little bit of impact that you have, it's like a breath of oxygen, you know? And to me, you have to have that relationship with God and you've got to serve people to get unstuck. And do you find that that is really the key for you to maintain resilience? Is yes, just those absolutely. two things? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I yeah. love that. Like you said, vision. Yeah, But the decision even comes before God and service. You've Mm got to make that first because you've got to make a decision that you're going to connect instead of falling apart daily, that you're not going to get stuck in you, that you're going to depend on him. And even with the serving, that's a decision. You have to make that decision that you're going to help somebody no matter what your situation is. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love the fact that you were so vulnerable in sharing that this is the decision that you have to make every day. Because I think that sometimes People assume, right, that they go through one really hard thing and they prove to themselves that I can do this and then life is going to be good. And I don't know about you, but one of the traps that I've been in is because I love leadership so much, because I understand the mind and the power of the mind so much, and because I have been able to make such strides in how my mind is strong, when I do fall down, I get hard on myself, like I should know better. And why haven't I learned my lesson yet? And I think it's important for all of us to recognize that none of us are perfect. And this is a journey. And we are going to stumble again. Yep. (laughs) 
And I just love how simple you've made it. You know, having something to look at that's higher than yourself and how can you serve others? And I don't know if I told you this or not, but one of the things that I have noticed in every single interview that I've given so far on this podcast has come up with two themes, faith and service. Really? For real. (laughs) And I just love how you have been able to just tie all of that up in the beautiful bow that you have, in the pain that you have. One question I have for you before we conclude this is one of the things that I've noticed specifically with the death of a child is how hard that can be on a marriage. Mm -hmm. Can you give our listeners any advice on how you guys have been able to maintain such a solid relationship despite your hardship? Hmm. That is an excellent question. (laughs) I saw very quickly how I speaking for myself, not him, but I saw how quickly I could see the world through my pain. Mm -hmm. I could filter everything that he said and did through my pain. And it's like a pair of glasses that you see things through. One day something happened. Um, I don't even remember exactly what it was. He said something and whatever it was, because I was hurting so deeply, it caused me to snap that fast. Mm -hmm. So I got in the car and I took a drive. And when I took that drive, it was time for me to get out of the house, away from the kids, away from him, and just to connect with God by myself. And I believe that God showed me that this situation could completely destroy your relationship if you let it. So that put the responsibility and the ownership on me for how I went forward and how I continue to show up in my relationship with my husband, in my relationship with my children, and in my business. Because something as tragic as that could have messed up all of those relationships. Mm -hmm. My business, my children, my husband, right? And even people allow tragedies to to damage their relationship with God because it becomes a thing of blame. Mm -hmm. So I had to get away and just connect to God by myself and for myself and listen. And he showed me how quickly this could destroy my relationship if I don't take off these glasses and stop looking at him, stop filtering everything that he says or does through the pain in my Mm. heart. And so not only did I do that, I came home and told him, this is how I felt. This is how I feel. And we both got very vulnerable. I shared, you know, how I was feeling. He shared how he was feeling. I thought that it didn't matter to him about the baby Mm -hmm. because men show up differently, Right. right? They express their feelings, their emotions differently. So I thought that, He didn't care. Mm -hmm. It didn't affect him like it did me. But when he told me that it did, but he was being strong for me, it changed everything. Yeah. It completely changed everything. But I know many people, I've spoken with many women who have lost their children who have told me that same situation, losing a child destroyed their relationship. Mm -hmm. So I know it. There's statistics out there on it. Yes. But it's not just losing a baby. Michelle, it can be anything. We can let anything destroy our relationships. Any any tragedy, the same situations that get us stuck in life, get us stuck in relationships where we can't go forward, where we can't proceed, get us stuck, stuck in our businesses. But what really worked was just getting very naked and vulnerable with myself, with God, and then with him. And, and that really broke down all the barriers. And when you get vulnerable with other people, Usually it causes them to take, let down their guards too. Mm -hmm. 
But I saw that and I'm so grateful that I saw it so early on and jumped on it right away and changed the way I saw him and the way I filtered information in. Even with my son, I had a woman tell me, and I know everybody, your listeners, I'm sure, you know, their situations is not maybe not child loss, but I feel like this can apply to anything. Mm -hmm. So I had a woman tell me that when she was younger, her mother had had multiple miscarriages. She was the only child to survive. And she grew up feeling like all of those other children mattered more to her mother. Mm -hmm. All the lost children mattered more to her mother than her. And so when she told me that, it made me see that even my own behavior might be telling my son that this thing that happened is more important than you. That wasn't the case. I loved both of them, the lost child and the one that's here. So I feel like talking to other people who have similar experiences, again, getting vulnerable, talking to other people and sharing what you're going through, hearing what they went through can really open your mind. And it's so much better to learn from somebody else's experience than to have to do it on your own too, right? Right, right. So, and that brings me to another point that um, reading, reading, when you read somebody else's story, somebody else's, you know, situation and how they got over it should really fast forward you. You don't have to do this exact same thing that they, you know, you don't have to do the hard work that they did because they're telling you, I tried it like this. It didn't work. Bam. Here's how you do it. Right. Right. (laughs) So, so yeah, you know, that, um, reading definitely helped me understanding, reading things about marriage, reading about marriage, reading about people who fell down in their businesses and got back up. Mm -hmm. Something in their life happened. They lost their business and then got back up. Reading other people's transparent stories and hearing them from people telling me really helped, you know, helped a lot too. And that's what I'm hoping that our listeners can get from this is the inspiration that even successful people have hard things, but the important thing is that we don't stay there. And I think that it's so beautiful how you guys were able to survive this because I think that that's what happens a lot of times is that people grieve in different ways. People handle in different ways and you only are looking through the world through your lens and it's yeah. hard to see it from another point of view, and it's easy to judge somebody else's different point of view. And I shared this with you the last time we talked that I've also experienced the loss of a child. And my husband did the same thing, very, very stoic, very quiet, seemed to grieve much differently. And then mm-hmm. you take it internally like, well, what's the matter with me? How come I can't get over this? Why can't I stop crying? Mm-hmm. And then you almost feel alone. And it's when you can take those glasses off and when you can open up and be vulnerable and have the conversation and not judge each other because all of us go through things so differently. But when we can come together and help each other get through it is when we really can get our power back as well. Absolutely. So, oh my goodness, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, sharing your heart, sharing your story so that other people hopefully can fast forward their own healing through your power today. And thank you so much. Okay. How can people get a hold of you if they want to work with you? I know that you do have a successful business where you help people reestablish their financial situation. You also yeah. have a very powerful social media presence. How can people get a hold of you if they want to follow your journey or work with you? Yeah. So one, I'm on Facebook. I have my business page on Facebook and Instagram at Cheyenne Speaks Money. I am on Facebook as Cheyenne Muhammad. That's my personal page public. 
And we wrote a, our book is called Stillborn. It's by Ghazi and Cheyenne Muhammad. We co-authored that book. It's on Amazon. So people can get that there. You know, they can get the printed version or they can get the ebook as well. And I have my website is www.cheyennespeaks.com. Awesome. Oh my goodness. I can't wait for our listeners to get to know you better and for us to continue our friendship down the road. So thank you so much for today. Thank you. Now, don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss any of this awesomeness. And I will see you here next week as we discover ways to get ourselves unstuck and walk together in order for all of us to step boldly into the life that we are meant to live.